This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you enjoy this NPR podcast, please consider subscribing. Our podcasts are available on all major podcasting platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify, as well as the accessmedia.nz app. Good morning, and the time has just gone 9.30. So a warm welcome to the second part of our Catholic radio program. Uh, During this time, we'll be praying together, listening to and reflecting on the scriptural readings for the day. And there'll be some inspirational music and some news from around the parishes. I'm Peter Hurley, and joining me in the studio today our Dorothy Bow and uh, Angela Kelly, who has just arrived at short notice because we were short of a reader. So, Dorothy and Angela, morning and welcome. Hello, morning. <laughs> morning. Nice to see you. <laughs> well, today is the sec- sorry, 32nd Sunday <clears throat> in Ordinary Time. And also next week on Friday, we will be commemorating Armistice Day when we remember those who went to war and paid the supreme sacrifice. And we get some reassurance from today's readings, which at first perhaps seem a bit hard to comprehend, but it is uh, mainly concerned with the assurance of a resurrection or the resurrection. We will hear in the Gospel readings how the Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection, and this was because they only believed in the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. But we also hear how Jesus showed them to be wrong. Well, as I was reading the readings and in preparation for this liturgy, I was reminded about an incident in my earlier life. My father had died when I was five years of age and leaving my mother to be a solo parent back in South Africa where there was no social welfare or income support and she had to look after me, bring me up while she went out to work. My two grandmothers also assisted um, in my early days while my mother was at work. When I was a student, just after my 21st birthday, my mother suddenly died as a result of a brain hemorrhage, leaving me rather alone, shaken and grieving. She worked for the South African Broadcasting Corporation, and I went there to collect some of her personal effects. There was an elderly African gentleman there, and remember this was the time of the apartheid system in South Africa, 
And he was really quite fond of my mother. And he said to me, do not grieve, little brother. Your mother is not dead. She has just been removed from our sight. And I guess this is something along the lines of the message that Jesus is giving us today in the gospel reading. I'm sure that African gentleman himself is now dead and removed from our sight. But I thank him for those words of kindness and truth. Our God, as we hear in the gospel, is not a God, is a God of living and not of the dead. Now let's begin our liturgy by acknowledging the Holy Trinity as we say together in the name of the Father, Father and, and of the Son, and, Son, and of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. As Christians, we believe in the resurrection from the dead and the gift of everlasting life. In this hope, let us now prepare ourselves to celebrate this liturgy. Lord Jesus, you are the resurrection of the life Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. 
Christ Jesus, you are Lord of the living and the dead. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you raise us to the fullness of life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Almighty and merciful God, graciously keep us from adversity so that, unhindered in mind and body alike, we may pursue in freedom of heart the things that are yours. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. Amen. And now, Angela and Dorothy, would you share the readings with our listeners, please? Right. And from God, I hope to get them back again. As a result, the king himself and those with him were astonished at the young man's spirit, for he regarded his sufferings as nothing. After the third brother, too, had died, they maltreated and tortured the fourth in the same way. When he was near death, he said to his torturers, One cannot but choose to die at the hands of mortals and to cherish the hope God gives of being raised again by him. But for you, there will be no resurrection to life. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Responsorial Psalm Lord, when your glory appears, my joy will be full. Lord, Lord when, when your glory, glory appears, appears, my joy, joy will be full. <coughs> Lord, hear a cause that is just. Pay heed to my cry. Turn your ear to my prayer. No deceit is on my lips. Lord, Lord when, when your, your glory, glory appears, appears, my joy will be full. I kept my feet firmly in your paths. There was no faltering in my steps. I am here and I call. You will hear me, O God. Turn your ear to me. Hear my words. Lord, when your glory appears, my joy will be full. Guard me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. As for me, in my justice, I shall see your face and be filled when I awake with the sight of your glory. Lord, when when your glory glory appears, my joy will be full. Second reading is a reading from the second letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us, and through grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, comfort your hearts and strengthen them in every good work, work and word. Brothers and sisters, pray for us, so that the word of the Lord may spread rapidly and be glorified everywhere, just as it is among you, and that we may be rescued from wicked and evil people, for not all have faith. But the Lord is faithful. He will be strengthened and guard you from all evil one, and we have confidence in the Lord concerning you, that you are doing and will go on doing the things that we command. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to Gospel. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Some Sadducees, those who say that there is no resurrection, approached Jesus and they put this question to him. 
Master, we have it from Moses in writing that if a man's married brother dies childless, the man must marry the widow to raise up children for his brother. Well then, there were seven brothers. The first, having married a wife, died childless. The second, and then the third, married the widow. And the same with all seven. They died, leaving no children. Finally, the woman herself died. Now at the resurrection, to which of them will she be wife, since she had been married to all seven? Jesus replied, The children of this world take wives and husbands, but those who are judged worthy of a place in the other world and in the resurrection from the dead do not marry because they can no longer die, for they are at the same as the angels. And being children of the resurrection, they are sons of God. And Moses himself implies that the dead rise again in the passage about the bush where he calls the Lord the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is God, not of the dead, but of the living. For to him all are, in fact, alive. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to, to you, you, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. And thank you for sharing those readings with our listeners. Well, a few <laughs> thoughts came to mind <clears throat> concerning this Sunday's Gospel in the first reading. Um, as I said earlier, both readings focus on the resurrection, which is a real comfort to those who believe. And while there are anecdotal stories of uh, miracles performed, I suppose, uh, by saints and so-called visions of those who have passed on, there's no hard scientific evidence of a resurrection, and I guess nor will there be. Patricia Sanchez says that a biblical sense of the resurrection of the dead should focus on the power and faithfulness of God in the face of every negation, including the ultimate negation of death. And although death is lamentable, there must also be an element of celebration in every death, because it is not the end, but a new beginning, and a new beginning that has no end. It is significant that almost every prayer of lament in the Psalter also includes a movement from defeat to victory, a plea for pity to praise for God, whose power over death and life is absolute. In those texts, resurrection is represented as the apex of the biblical saga of salvation, beginning with human need and ending in God's deliverance from every evil, even death. But Jesus has risen, and so shall we because of him. Therefore, we have a message that cannot go unheard. Resurrection makes it possible to live in hope and to trust in the future. Like so many of God's good gifts, the experience of the resurrection should not be relegated to eternity, though. On the contrary, resurrection, like salvation, should be tasted here and now. As Paul VI noted, salvation is existential. It is both this-worldly and other-worldly. Salvation involves justice, that is, action towards reform of the oppressive forces and structures in society. 
Salvation is liberated from the concrete and historical forces of oppression. Everything said here about salvation also applies to resurrection. To experience Jesus' resurrection means that the poor are lifted up out of poverty, the lonely are raised and restored to community, the sick are brought to health. For those who suffer injustices and disadvantages of every kind, we must raise our voices and vote our consciences until they too are lifted up. Resurrection means feeding the hungry and housing the homeless, visiting the imprisoned and witnessing to the good news with our lips and our lives. Resurrection, like salvation, is both existential and eschatological. <laughs> Sorry, I can never get my name, my word, tongue around that word. So, while we await the one who has died and risen, we too may pass through death to eternal life. We must devote ourselves, our time, our talents, and whatever treasures we possess so that we can all know the experience of the resurrection. And that is a great comfort in this day and age. just looked at the clock and I see we're running rather short of time so um, fading out Michael Crawford there and we'll now come to our intercessional prayers brothers and sisters in Christ it is our faith that every death leads to new life let us now pray for the gift of vision to see beyond death to see beyond the setbacks the disappointments the hard times and to look to the new life beyond We pray for the church. Lord, that we may offer faithful witness to your abiding care for us and live always as the children, as your children. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for all who are fearful of death, that they may discover your faithful and life-giving presence and with the support of loved ones, come to a peaceful acceptance of the end of life on earth. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear Hear our our prayer. prayer. 
Lord, for all who do not believe in the eternal life, that they may come to know you and understand that you offer them the fullness of life. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who are suffering from the effects of war or civil unrest, particularly children and the elderly, that they will be brought to places of safety and experience an end of violence. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear our prayer. For all ex-servicemen and veterans, that they be healed of trauma and painful memories and be blessed with health and well-being, that, and that we will see an end to wars and divisiveness. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. For those who have died, that they may enjoy eternal rest in the kingdom, and that those who are grieving for them be comforted. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear hear our our prayer. Good and gracious God, hear our prayers today. Be the light of our lives, our hope when life is difficult, and give us the gift of faith and trust in you. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, and the Holy Spirit forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
And now, Angela and Dorothy, could you share some of that? I'll try again. We've got some news from around the parishes, so could you share some of that news with our listeners, please? Um, There's anointing mass at St. Mary's on Tuesday, the 8th of November at 12.05, followed by a senior's lunch. And if you could, please let Susan in the parish office know that you are coming. And also, write to Reconciliation at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit on Wednesday, the 14th of December at 7 o'clock. And also, Tony Murphy, an RIP anniversary mass on Friday, the 18th of November at the Cathedral. And also from the Cathedral... Next Thursday, the 10th of November, the parish office will be closed for a staff team day and there will be no Mass at 12.05. But instead, there will be a service of the Word with Holy Communion, which will take the place of Mass and equally will have the sacrament of Holy Communion. Mm. Right, then let's see what we've got on this one here. Um, <coughs> We're having anointing mass is on Thursday the 24th of November at 12.05 at the cathedral. I said, you think you've said that, have you? Mm. Yes. Right to reconciliation. Done that. <laughs> We're all repeating here. Um, but there is bereavement mass this coming Wednesday, which is for all parishes at Our Lady of Lourdes at 7 o'clock. So come along and pray for your dead and remember them. Still Waters, which is a charitable organisation, is selling scarves, and they are actually churches today, but I know they'll be at Our Lady of Lourdes next, on the 12th, selling their scarf, and they're in the support and helping people that, um, people and children who are trafficked into slavery. So this is a modern slavery we've got going on here. And I think we'll just finish there. Okay, thank you. And uh, so that concludes Catholic Radio for this week. But we'll be back again next Sunday at the same time. So from me, Peter, and from... Angela. And And Dorothy. (laughs) Thank you for having been with us. And as we go forward this week, let us thank God for the gift of eternal life. As I said... Next Friday is Armistice Day, so I think we'll conclude with the New Zealand hymn.
If you're enjoying this podcast in Manawatu, you could make your very own, just like this one. NPR exists to help people like you tell your story or share your passion on air and online. Check out npr.nz for more information. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.npr.nz forward slash donate.